You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the 515 Podcast. Uh, I am here, Jason Priestmeyer, with John Wayne McMahon, as always. What's up? Hey. How's it going? I thought you were going to ask me how I was doing. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, John's going to say something really co- clever. I'm having a great day, Jason. How are you? I am too. I went to the eye doctor. I'm going to get some branded glasses. They're not here for another 10 days, but um, in a couple weeks, you're going to see a totally different Oh yeah, Jason Priest. Did you get some hipster frames? I'm already wearing hipster frames, I think. Yeah, they are. They're going to... They're, they're a little different. Hipster. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> and um, I told I just told the, the op- optician, I'm like... I want something like this, but uh-huh. different. Okay. But not the old wire yeah. 70s yeah. glasses that I grew up wearing that are just like way too big for my face. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. So we we'll see. Want, we don't want that. I think I did a pretty good um, job picking them out on my own. Can't wait for our 515 listeners to see them. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Tune in that week. We're going to have a very special um, video <laughs> element. Probably not. Um, so... In this ongoing series, yeah. questions I'd like to ask God, mm-hmm. uh, we're asking um, another just really light conversation starter. Are you getting a call? No. Um, what is my purpose? Yeah. So one thing you mentioned Sunday was that for all the questions you got from uh, adults, mm-hmm. that you also got the same exact question from a lot of the youth. Mm-hmm. So how... Um, that got me thinking how else were, was there other overlaps or, or what, what kind of response did you get from the teens? No, it, you know, really like, um, as I mentioned Sunday, that all, all the questions that came in from adults and students, uh, they had significant overlap. Mm-hmm. However, there were adults asking a higher concentration on some questions and students were asking a higher concentration on others. And so these, uh, last two weeks, um, this one and the one that is we're not actually doing the vine, but the sanctuary will be preaching on. Uh-huh. They're they're kind of related to relationship and purpose, and so a lot of those came from the students. There's a higher concentration hmm. of the students. Okay. So students are asking questions like, um, uh, and when I say students, I think this week more high school students mm-hmm. are asking, "What's my purpose? Uh, wh- why are we here?" Um, what has God got for me and, and what does this look like? And, uh, you know, all of those stuff. And so, um, that's where I wanted to address with the parents. Like, even if, even if you're not having existential purpose questions right now, there's a chance that your kiddos are. Yeah. Or, um, we just, I think there was a, there was a refresher for some of us too, to consider, um, if, if our, um, our priorities are in line Mm -hmm. with, with the purpose that God has for us. And so that was a, it, it was a good good conversation this week. I like that. And, and you know, and we also touched on uh, a couple weeks ago how um, the kind of participation in church, um, it ebbs and flows. You know, when it goes up is, it, it, well, it goes down, you know, when kids are high school and going into college. And, and then as they become young adults and stuff, so, I think, you know, it increases more and more. So I think these conversations, uh, my point, is... It, are, are good to have with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to let them know before they go away to college, maybe that it's natural to have these kind of questions and kind of talk through them as best you can. And 
yeah keep thinking about them don't don't ever yeah yeah at least give space give space for your kids to ask those questions and and also i think with adults um particularly some of the generations that are above at least me and Mm -hmm. your generation and and higher generations there's there can be this notion that we're not supposed to question things within our faith. Sure, yeah. And so, um, now I don't, I don't want you to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. You know, I don't want you to like go. That's probably a bad. By the way, you don't do that. Have a baby. Since you, you... <laughs> Let me write that down. That's not a good idea. We don't throw the bathwater out anymore, so we're good. That's we don't true. Have to worry about Just that. Just drain it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, but <laughs> where was I? I don't so, know. So, um, I don't want you to like. I'm not encouraging you to to ask these questions or start to doubt some of the things that we've known to be true that are core to our faith. But what I also want you to do is I think that as we grow, like Paul often talks about, I pray that that you would grow in depth of knowledge and insight of mm-hmm. the love of God. And I think as we ask questions of our faith, um, we are giving uh, opportunities for God to stretch kind of uh, who we are and for us to continue growing and like the the most dangerous thing for uh, Christians is to get to this place where we've arrived yeah. and like that's it you know we just gotta <laughs> have to live this life out the best we can yeah, right and I just don't I think that's settling for a lot less than, than yeah. what God would have for us so I want us to ask questions and I want to invite us to do that cool yeah so um, give us a brief recap of last week's sermon yeah and, um, I mean, one of the, the main missions of the 515, if not the main mission of the 515, yeah. was to get deeper, like wait a little deeper into that pool. Right, right. And kind of um, really kind of play around this topic right. when, when you're not limited with time. Um, but we don't have all the day, all, yeah. all time today. So. Yeah, so for something topical like this, like, um, I, I, like I don't want to give us too much background on, like, the book and things like that because we bounce around a lot. Like, I yeah. could have chosen... Uh, like probably a hundred different texts to preach for when we think yeah, about Chris it. used a different Purpose. one in yeah. the sanctuary. Yeah, Chris used that. a different one. And so um, you could have chosen many different ones. I, I chose the Ephesians 2 text, um, but but uh, with some of the topical, it, it's, it's more applicable for us to get, I think, deeper and practical. But let me say this, to understand what Paul's talking about, because this is one of the big teachings he has in Ephesians 1 and 2. They're, they're unique and important. Um, it is it is good to, to understand what that letter is and why it's there. So obviously the letter, uh, the epistle to the Ephesians is a letter that we believe was written to the, the church in Ephesus, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been written to largely a Gentile population. Um, maybe some Jews from the diaspora that have kind of been sent out and spread around, but, main, but probably primarily Gentile. Um, so non-Jewish mm-hmm. uh, believers in the church uh, of Ephesus that Paul um, helped plant there. And, and also probably many scholars think that this letter was uh, was written for to be circulated, not necessarily only for the church in Ephesus, mm-hmm. but as a uh, teaching opportunity and something for them to share and circulate and, and to pass around uh, to build up not only Ephesus, but also the region and other churches that are there. And so that's I think that's important. We, we also know that Ephesians is one of the four um, so-called prison letters that Paul's writing mm, from okay. prison. And so alongside with Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon, we think that these are that this was written from, from the prison cell. And so that gives kind of a unique, interesting point so of So this view. was early blogging from the day, right? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but think about, think about what it means um, for some of the truth 
an impactful words penned by Paul when he's surrounded by yeah, prison. For sure. And so there's interesting. I mean, think you think about Philippians. That's that's a cl- people always think about Paul in prison in Philippians mm-hmm, because he's. Mm-hmm. We've always talked about how he writes about rejoicing and things like that. But Ephesians opens up with this incredible run-on sentence, like in the Greek. There's no punctuation for like almost the whole first chapter mm-hmm. and into the second chapter. Because Paul's just rattling off this thing that has a flow and a melody to it, but it's kind of like just laying it all out. Like from yeah. the very beginning, God created us, and God uh, decided and predestined from the beginning that He would redeem and He would save, and like this was part of the plan and how He's going to bring us into the family and adopt us as sons and daughters. And this just rattles off and runs through the whole first chapter. So think about the second chapter being kind of right after that foundation and what's going on. So that's a, that's important to know about Ephesians. A little bit of an overview of where we went Sunday was for this question about what is my purpose. It's that's an existential question and I and I and I put before us that there's probably that's probably three one of the three foundational things that we kind of wrestle with purpose, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. and identity when we think about life, like who am I and why am I here? Uh, what does this mean that I'm going through this or that this is happening or that, you know, I have this opportunity or what does it mean that I have a family, like all of that stuff. And then of course, purpose is like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, why am I here? And, and that sort of thing. And so um, this is important. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do Sunday and for us is, is that we've, we've got to understand that there needs to be a shift in this question. A lot of times when we're asking this question, we are operating from a me-centric understanding, and then we're kind of inviting God into the conversation. And so I want us to think about how uh, we are in, we are created by God, God who created all things. And so that purpose uh, has to be rooted in God, mm-hmm. and we've been invited into a story. So even in me saying that or us acknowledging or believing that, that's shifting the idea of purpose and almost giving us an answer right off the bat. Yeah. And so um, it's important for us to kind of shift out of this me-centric idea. Then we talked about um, there's this idea that, you know, uh, that we're just supposed to be good people or live a good life, and, and you can trace that into the Gospels and some of the— struggles of of the jewish um kind of pharisaical approach that jesus was was taking on very head-on um but we still have that too if i'm just better than the people around yeah you know like if if i can look around say well i'm not as bad as that person that person Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm a little bit above average then then that's what i'm supposed to do and i actually think that that is is really false and there's so many things wrong with that we talked about a little bit sunday Mm -hmm that how do we define good and what do you know is good and like who who even gives us the standard so that we know what's good and what's bad you know what i mean that's a real good point yeah and like so who do you compare yeah if there's not a model that you're all kind of agreeing on and targeting then, right then it's very relative right right and who like yeah what what's the highest level of good yeah and so for those that don't believe in God, like that's a real issue that I have with kind of atheism because there's a moral compass yeah. that we seem to have. So anyways, um, needless to say, that's a wrong way to approach it mm-hmm. for me um, to think that we can just be good or that's all we're supposed to do. I think it's just not sufficient. And it's also, I think it's just anemic. I think you're missing something uh, and you're missing some some grace that God can do in your life mm-hmm. and pour out in your life. And so that's not a way to approach it. So what's our purpose? Well, I believe our purpose has a lot to do with calling. 
that God calls us to himself. And so uh, the most loving thing that a God who is complete love could do is create uh, someone or something to enjoy his love, to participate in his love. Mm -hmm. And that's a high level philosophical approach to that. But but think about it. If God is love, the most loving thing that God could do is to create us to, to experience that love. And so our calling is to be in, in community with him, to be called to him and be in relationship with him. And that's not hedonistic. That's not like God just needs our love. That's, right. that's that we're created for that. And that's, our, that's when we experience our best and mm-hmm. when we are our best is when we're in that, uh, that community of love. And so um, that's important for us to think about. Um, and I've been convinced that, that that when it comes to this relationship that that maybe we've gotten it a little bit wrong and we've settled for something that's a little a little short of it that um, our purpose is probably more than just this intellectual assent to God but it's more of a giving more of myself to him and giving more of myself to other people that helps us grow does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we went Sunday yeah. and, and where we were at you were saying um, before we started, we were talking about, and you threw out this this term on me, and I had to write it down so I didn't forget it. Um, nominal Christian yeah. out Christianity. Yeah. Um, and I'm still kind of chewing on that, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, that I can see that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. People that maybe just say, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe in Jesus. John three sixteen. Check. I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Versus, I guess, more that get a lot deeper into what it means and what, uh, like you were saying, what that purpose is and yeah. acting on that purpose and yeah. not, not just saying, okay, cool. Um, why don't you kind of tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it, this is a, um, this can get us way in the weeds. And so this <laughs> is a conversation I've been kind of just tossing around in my head and, okay. and sharing with people as I think about it. But um, let me see if I can cover some base levels. Like, for me to believe, uh, you guys can't see, but Jason and I are sitting in chairs. Mm-hmm. For you, for me to believe in this chair, um, is it enough to say that I believe that that's a chair and that it'll hold me, or is belief actually sitting in that chair, hmm. like acting on that belief? Yeah. Um, and I wonder if too often um, folks in our church have come to what they believe that's a bad word what they (laughs) what they think is an intellectual decision that god is god and god is real and that we believe in god and yet there's not any um commitment to the to to god and so i think we're missing some of the transformational uh grace that god can do in our life Mm -hmm. and so um hear me i'm not saying that you earn your way into salvation or anything like that like that would go against our text from Ephesians chapter two. <laughs> yeah. But is it enough for me to tell Lauren, uh, to tell my wife before we were married that, hey, um, I want to give you all of me and we're going to get married. I'm going to love you forever through uh, through whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to just say that, like, or do I need to act on that yeah. and in- actually enter into that relationship? And so my challenge would be for, for those that are are in the seats that come, if, if we're struggling with purpose, I wonder how much of ourselves we're actually giving to God. Or are we just kind of like giving him little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of us? And I think that we're missing um, some of the 
incredible things that God can do because we're holding on to things and trying to to be self-made and trying to um, we're trying to create success or whatever it is and we're missing the opportunity for God to fill us uh, in a in a transformational way. Um, so does that make sense? That's without getting too far in the weeds. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of introducing that. And I think that's really important because um, the, we all of us are have the same unique. I mean, not unique. All of us have the same calling. Yeah, and that's to 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 give ourselves to God. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, allow himself to change us. And Ephesians chapter 1 gets right at this. So even before the text we, we said, in Ephesians 1.13, uh, you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession in the praise of his glory. So... My challenge would be how many of us are living lives like we've been marked, like we have been brought into the family, like Mm -hmm. God has given us inheritance. How many of us are marked by peace that surpasses understanding? How many of us are marked by fruit of the Holy Spirit that is leading and guiding us? How many of us are marked by that and being changed by that? And I would... Not that I want to say you don't and you do and you don't and you do, but I want to challenge us to maybe um, consider how we're living into the inheritance that we have uh, promised and given to us in in Jesus Christ. When I I think back to Hurricane Harvey, which is probably just for as long as we do this podcast going to give us material to kind of refer back to, um, the outpouring of support that people gave... Mm -hmm. Um, is a perfect example of what this right. could look like. Mm-hmm. And, but at some point, you know, those kind of, oops, those kind of um, acts and, yeah. you know, bits of service just kind of faded, died, died away. It's like, okay, I'm going back to my regular life. Yeah. But what if that was your regular life? Yeah, right. And what if you lived every day trying to find ways to help right. your neighbor, a stranger, um, and, and really do God's bidding in, yeah. in that regard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's huge because like, I think that that certain crises in our lives are going to cause us to, to respond in some big and For intentional sure. ways yeah. like Harvey. Mm-hmm. But what if our mindset was that of Christ and that of which we had temporarily during Harvey? Mm-hmm. What if that became the everyday norm? Like if our purpose is to give more of ourselves to God and in thus doing, give more of ourselves to other people. Um, and what you're describing is the act of people putting others first. Yeah. And that sounds like, you know, the golden rule and everything. That we're, <laughs> but, but, but God is love, and, and Christ is talking about love all throughout um, his message and the understanding of, of what's important, that, um, that you'll have these things, hope and love, but the greatest of these are love. Mm-hmm. And so, so I just, I just, I want to, I do. I want to challenge us to consider what that looks like. The other thing, why this message is important, is because, like for many of us, we may get into seasons of life where we feel like we've lost our purpose. And so um, some of us are going to be called to some specific things, like being a teacher or mm-hmm. working in this career or being a stay-at-home mom or um, whatever that looks like. But 
for any of you that are doubting, that's doubting purpose um, and, and feel a little bit lost, draw, draw closer to him. Yeah. If you, if you would, if you would give yourself more fully to him, then I, I think the, those other secondary callings will fall into place. And that's my advice to, to young people mm-hmm. um, as I get to, to minister to, to any of the, you know, late high school, college, uh, young adult, um, those, uh, you know, I've got a young, young adult group that's finished college. Most of them have finished college mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what to do in life. And, and, and some of them are faced with these really tough decisions. Do I, do I go into the, uh, air force or do I enter into the workplace or like, wh- like, what do I do? And, yeah. and for me to say, man, I, I want you to, to put yourself into God with all that you have. And I think that God will give you direction on this decision. But even if you're giving yourself completely to God and you decide to go one way, I don't think God's going to go eh, wrong and <laughs> yeah, like right. go back to start, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I, don't, I just don't think that that's, that's how that works. But for anybody that's struggling with purpose, man, uh, give yourself to him and, and God's going to do some crazy cool things. Yeah. 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 I wrote a note earlier when you were talking to that, that you get more out of it um, than what you put into it. Yeah. And I think that that's really what I was probably getting at is mm-hmm. um, putting that faith, putting that, that service, putting, you know, kind of putting your feet to work. You'll, you'll find that um, you, it just magnifies. Yeah. It, it, it comes back to you in, 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 you know, tenfold or, yeah. And um, I think exactly what you're saying, you know, it's like yeah. you need to, to devote that time and energy to yeah. that. And you'll, you know, you'll be surprised yeah. with what happens. And you, you have to um, you have to cancel out some of the noise that we hear in our world, right? Oh, and gotcha. and one of the ways that we, we have to do that is because people, the world's going to tell us that that purpose looks like some different things mm-hmm. than what I believe it we what I believe it is. And one of the things that I think we need to do is when we consider purpose is quit measuring um, what God may call you to do based on the world scale. Mm-hmm. So some of us may think. Um, as a Christian, if I'm not starting a nonprofit or if I'm not like <laughs> yeah. going to Africa or if I'm not helping fight against human trafficking, all great things. And I pray God continues yes. to call people to those things um, that that if it's not that, then it's not that big of a deal. Mm. And I would just want you to look at I was talking to somebody this week. I, I, I challenged them to, to look at what Jesus does. Jesus's small conversations with people are as meaningful, if not more meaningful, than than anything else uh, to the kingdom. His small conversations with a woman in a crowd, or with Zacchaeus, mm-hmm. or with a sinner or a tax collector, or a person that a criminal, or whatever it is, those are like just as important as uh, the feeding the five thousand and yeah. the way the gospels kind of lay those out in those teachings. And so, I think it's more of a mindset of how we approach. Um, our everyday life, like if if you are called to um, be a mom right now mm-hmm. in this season of life, then how can you serve and love your kids and your spouse? Um, how if you're called to be an accountant or in a workplace, then how can you serve and pour yourself out into that place in a way that is important and understanding that um, that the way the world measures some of these things is not as important as the way that God is going to see mm-hmm. you loving those that are around uh, you. I mean, over and over again, people go, well, well, you know, Jesus, when were you ever naked? Uh, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we never saw you doing that. And Jesus would say, well, when you did that for the least of these, you were doing that for me. Right. And so I just challenge you to not be 
uh, to not judge purpose and not judge um, uh, your quality or your identity mm -hmm. the way the world does, but to rather um, measure purpose based on this standard of how, how am I giving myself to God and how am I pouring into other people? That's good. Pretty good? Yeah, I like that. All right, a couple, couple uh, housekeeping things. This mm -hmm. week we're doing live Q&A in the Vine. Okay. Um, so come ready with questions. You'll be able to text those in. And so if you're hearing this, then you've got your warning, all right? Come with questions. <laughs> Think like, of a question don't now. Yes. Don't make this awkward for all, me and for all of us right. as we sit in a room waiting for you to submit questions. Have, <laughs> have some questions ready. Um, uh, joking aside, I'm excited about this. Clint Wiley's going to help uh, kind of moderate and okay. speak into this conversation. I'm not going to see any of these questions ahead of time. Okay. And so um, I'm going to prepare a little bit for what I might guess that you might ask, right. but um, we'll see what happens. Are the are the lines open now? Can people start texting or soon? Or can, can they can they text you, ahead of time, or is it going to be only Sunday morning? If you want to email the questions into podcasts at kingwoodumc.org, we'll okay. have those questions. Perfect. Podcasts at kingwoodumc.org. Um, we'll we'll put those in the okay. in the batch as well. Um, and and I'm not like asking you to get up to a microphone and ask these questions. So this mm -hmm. should be a, a low access point for for you to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I want to give a shout out. Sweet. I heard, uh, uh, I, I've been looking at the podcast app on my phone. I just mm -hmm. recently found on Podbean, I just finally downloaded Podbean. Some of our Podbean listeners have been posting comments. And so oh, I, awesome. I, yeah. And so I just want to tell those of you that have been doing that, we're going to, we're going to interact a little bit better with that. But I just wanted to give a shout out to a few people that have posted, um, Andy, uh, Emily, Joan, um, Debbie, thank you all for sharing uh, some feedback. Like that's so helpful. And and if you ever have questions, or if you want to ask questions for this Sunday in the comments on Podbean, then please do that. Yeah, that's great. And so we'll interact and and be checking those out. But uh, we really love getting feedback, and and that's very helpful. Um, so keep doing that. Um, yeah, I've had a couple people just over the past couple weeks come up and say. I never miss an episode or I love it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, that's, that's invaluable to me. It's, yeah. It's just hearing and, that kind of And you can exactly. review, you can review the podcast on yep, iTunes. On iTunes. And so go on iTunes and, and post a review and that helps uh, people see the podcast and get mm -hmm. the word out. And so encourage you to do that. Um, that'll help us just increase some of our listenership. And so that'll be good. Um, what other housekeeping? Anything else? Uh, so the questions, that's the last step. So this, this, this Sunday is the last questions. And then we move into Lent. Isn't that crazy? Next, oh my gosh. next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Serious. Okay. Yeah. And so, awesome. um, yeah, I'm excited about the next series. It's going to be a series that looks at the last teachings of Jesus in the gospel of John. Mm -hmm. So in the upper room, uh, all of those teachings that that's laid out there, we're going to walk through those throughout Lent. Do you have any kind of special things reserved for the 515 or uh, that would would fit nicely into our mission here to kind of possibly enrich things? Okay. Next next week on the 515, you need to listen because oh, we're, sure. we're going to have some questions that we probably don't get to this yeah. Sunday. And so it'll be easy for you and I to Sweet. figure out what we're going to talk about. So we'll have some <laughs> questions come in. Well, that is great. And then uh, saying Lent, that means Easter's around the corner. And that means the one-year anniversary of this podcast is around the corner as well. So yeah. I hope we have some kind of... 
I'm I'm looking to you. Yeah. Some sort of surprise, maybe yeah. some balloons or something. Balloons in here, maybe a cake. Somebody bring Jason some balloons. A king a cake, cake would be, be awesome. Great. I could actually use one of those. Actually, okay, king cake ice cream. You can't get that around here, <laughs> but I've heard this is a thing from Bluebell. So they don't have it here. Uh, no, I heard it's like really hard to get. So. <laughs> Uh, we need to keep up on these things. John. The, the last housekeeping thing I'll, I'll share with you: we don't uh, have a lot to update with with Reverend Scott mm-hmm. Dornbush, um, so not a lot of changes this week. We're still running some tests, and so keep praying for the family and the boys, and uh, again specifically for brain function. Yeah, and so just be pray. Just I mean, really pray over over Penny and the boys right now um, for Nathan and Nicholas, and so. Uh, yeah, just cover them. Yeah, I think first. the miracles we've seen so far kind of speak for themselves. So mm-hmm. the, the power that prayer has and, and all these, all the members coming together. Actually, not just members, people from all over the country yeah. who've been sending in those prayers. So, well, it says I a lot about awesome. the body of Christ. For and sure. so, um, if anything, it's just a, a wonderful testimony of, of when the body of Christ responds to those that are in need. And so, that's a cool thing. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, thank friends, you so much. Thank you. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.